It's 2013 and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Kyle Chisholm, Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. All right, welcome to the X-Brand Goggle pre-race report live from the BTOsports.com. It's a report KTM now. KTM Semi. It's a report now? Yeah. Okay. You change the name all the time. It's oh. podcast, report. Yeah, it's a pul- yeah, okay. practice report. Okay. Pul- in a podcast right. form. It's a report cast. Um, practice is just concluding here at Muddy Creek. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, that voice uh, correcting me, Jason Thomas. That's me. And uh, stepping in, guest host, third third wheel, uh, Michelin North America's WPS account manager, Randy Richardson. What's up, Randy? How are you guys today? Good to see you. Good to be here. One Good of the. JT, one of the, one of the better guys in the sport. I mean, there's a lot of scumbags. Arguably the best. There's a lot of scumbags. Arguably the best. Yeah. Could, yeah, you didn't have to bring yourself into it with no, the scumbag talk, but. Um, first of all, Randy, uh, the Johnson City, sissy, and the Muddy Creek Assassin, Mike Brown, your good friend. What? It's a little sad that this national is going off without the number three on the gate. I mean, this is. Yeah, I think. For everyone who's a Muddy Creek fan, everyone who's a Mike Brown fan, I think it's horrible that he's uh, horrible. in Baja. It's a travesty. It he's is. in Baja racing and uh, outrunning drug dealers uh, when he should be here at Muddy Creek. Unbelievable. The, I mean, he is the Muddy Creek assassin. True. Very true. If you think of how many years people have begged for this race to have a national, this track to have a national, and then Mike Brown's not here the first, it's just unreal to now, me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but he lives five minutes from here. Yeah, like... Yeah, less right. than five miles from the track. From yeah. the track, yeah. Unbelievable. And uh, JT, if Mike Brown raced, chances that Randy has his shirt off leaning over the fence waving Mike Brown on? I think the chances of that anyway are really good, he whether won't. Mike Brown's out there or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just, just in general. Okay, um, JT, big, big news this week. Um, a lot of riders are cutting the track and running over the Acherby's markers. Yep. I was at riders meeting this morning. Long discussion about that. Too long. Feelings on that? Uh, yeah. As a as a former find rider, mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. I do. What should they do? Or are they too worried about? I mean, what are they? I mean, they are getting an advantage. You guys, the riders, are indeed cutting the track pretty good. Yeah, I think I just think there has to be some discretion, a little bit. Um, if it's intentional and you can tell it's intentional, then by all means, something needs to be done. But there's so much of it that goes on that's not intentional. People get bumped off the track. People are not meaning to go there. The, the course markers are completely gone. And then it's where we, you know, how do we know exactly where the line is? A lot of that just kind of bugs me that okay. they start handing off. And they're threatening to find people five grand, 25 grand. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just now getting black out of flag, hand. I heard black flag. Yeah, maybe. it's getting a little crazy. If you've been listening, they, they get nerfed off the yeah, track. Yeah, I saw that. I heard that and saw that. Yes. Off the track. A little confused. Yeah, uh, that was his term he used. Roy Jansen got nerfed. If you get nerfed off the track, then it's not a big, you know, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that comes from a nerf bar. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, it's it's um, they're getting a little pissed about it, those organizers, and I feel like this is gonna get ugly here because all you guys do it. Yeah, just the 
I think the threats and the it's getting a little out of control. Okay. Like when they start threatening to find people twenty five grand, like that seems a bit much. You missed this last year. Maybe you listened. JT at Unadilla cut the track, and then he said, I didn't show me proof. Jake Weimer photo. The Jake Weimer. Here you I go. I heard that on one of the uh, previous yes. uh, RIP podcasts. Uh, one of the funniest moments, yeah. Here you go. It's Jake Weimer. <laughs> Makes all the sense <laughs> Give us your world. $100. Right. Um, all right. Okay, so practice is over. Um, let's go, first of all, uh, Robbie Marshall on a two-stroke was 16th, JT. You uh, feel he like could probably expect a $25,000 fine. You feel like he was not – well, his second best time <laughs> – his second best time was nowhere near. Right. There's a reason for that. Do you really believe so? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do. All right. So we're, we're going to back down on the Robbie Marshall two-stroke hype for right now. Uh, I mean, he could be legit and I could be a moron. Yep. But I, after watching him in the first practice and watching him in the second practice, the yep. lines he was taking, the jumps he wasn't able to do, I don't see how it's possible. Okay. I don't. Uh, James Stewart is 17th. Chad Reed is 18th. Randy, what's going on with their vets? I mean, Chad we know has been sick. But James, that's – very weird personally having you know seen james right here on 65s and 80s and stuff back in the day i would think his times would have been higher yeah uh, you know higher up in the rankings for sure so i'm surprised with that with reed obviously I mean, he has a lot he could ride on, on the point on the face of the moon and i would expect him to be better than what he was yeah i mean you would think james stewart at half speed would be 10th we'd think so yeah <laughs> yep we would think right? so um so he's he may be in for a rough day could be um first up first josh grant both sessions both sessions. Uh, he rode press day here. Mm -hmm. He's a California kid, so he doesn't look like he's grew up here or anything. So, Randy, what's the deal? Do you think the press day helped him, or is it just like what what, what are we seeing out of Josh Grant? I think uh, track familiarity has to help to a certain extent. So, getting uh, logging in some additional times on uh, some laps on uh, uh, press day, I think would help. But also that would come to favor who was it, Barsha and uh, Kennard. Some others rode as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. Uh, I'm not oh, sure they, where they. I'm not sure to? they where Zach they were. Osborne, yep. yeah, Barsha, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think some familiarity, just track layout, and kind of understanding the flow of the track has to has to help. So just to weigh in on that, he he did live in Charlotte for at least a year, yeah. uh, so he rode that this style of track, you know, okay. practiced that whole yeah. summer on this. So he has time on this dirt and this kind of layout type stuff. So Similar I think that's soil. yeah, that's kind of playing a factor too. Um, Randy, what do you think of this track? Um, you've been here a ton. What? Uh, yeah, very, very impressed. Uh, raced here through the you know, right. amateur ranks or whatever back in the day in the mid nineties. One twenty five uh, main event, Charlotte. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, my first ever AMA C class race in nineteen ninety was here. Yeah, okay. first time ever. Uh, but uh, even then, to what Jason said earlier, there were rumors then that you know Muddy Creek's <laughs> going to get a national. Muddy Creek's going to get a national. Right. And. Uh, but to see what Sam Gammon and his crew have done with this track, the extensions that they've put into it, the additional mm -hmm. sections, uh, I think it's a great layout. I think from uh, comparing to other national tracks, it's uh, amazing viewing for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, the track layout's good. I, I don't know what the riders, what the feedback is from them. but A little uh, narrow is what I hear from a few guys. Yeah. It seemed like it was a little bit narrow even yesterday at my pace during right. that practice session. <laughs> so I'm sure at their pace it's much more narrow. But uh, I'm sure it's to the AMA specs, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be some good racing. It, it seems like, JT, like High Point, you're never straight. You're constantly, like, you're off cambers, you're, you're cornering, you're going up a hill, down a hill, whatever. Yeah, I felt that's. I feel that's the way that Colorado is too. Last week, uh huh. Um, this week, I think it's a little bit more straightforward. You're kind of like there's a lot of 180 turns and then kind of 
go in a straight line for a while. And there are off, there are a lot of off cameras too here, kind of on the hill. Uh-huh. Uh, but I always felt like this track had a lot of traction. And depending on what they do with it, if they disc it after this last practice or if they just water it, mm-hmm. I think that's going to determine a lot with the traction for the rest okay. of the day. So I'm really hoping they disc it because that's generally the kind of rule of thumb here. They'll go disc it, and then it's just amazing. Yeah. If they do that, we'll see the best traction we'll see all year. Um, so DeSalle was second. I'm at DeSalle. Second last week in Lakewood, so I'm not sure if that's, you know, what we're going to see. Villapoto, uh, a little off the pace, third or fourth. I, we can't pull the times up. Our phones aren't working here. But um, uh, Craig Kennard and Barsha was right in there as well. So all the main guys except for James Stewart, really, and, of course, Chad Reed, who's battling an illness, are, are right up there. I mean, can Grant – Randy, do you think Grant can podium here? I mean, is this going to be for real? So far, we I mean, no one's touched the – the top two or three, four guys. Uh, even even in qualifying times, right, in the first two rounds. But, yeah. And I think that, again, going back to track time on press day, uh, Grant's in a dis- – I think it's going to come down to, uh, especially today being uh, a televised race that's back-to-back and having the basically no intermission. I think second moto conditioning is going to come more into play, and I think you're going to see kind of that cream of the crop rise again, which is uh, yeah. Villapoto, his conditioning, Dungy, his conditioning, and uh, – so I would, I, Grant I think would do better first moto than second, right. but right. we'll see. Um, JT Dungey didn't look that good. He's sixth or seventh in the times. Now we kind of th- really the the traditional top guys really weren't there today. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't think it's going to be a huge difference uh, as far as Michael Byrne not happy with no, the comment. Well, I wasn't talking about him with the traditional top guys, I which know, he probably which, would be right. even more mad about. Right, yes, that would be worse. Right. to say that. That's all right. Yeah. I'll take that one. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's the lesser of two take evils. Take the finger over yeah, the yeah. beatdown. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, Villapoto, Stewart, Dungey, really none of them were kind of dominant like normal. So I don't think it's going to be a precursor to what we're going to yeah, see like, in the race. Yeah, so this isn't going to. I you're, I don't right. see that. I think they're all too strong and and too you know. Right. good at their racecraft. I, I think we're going to see very similar to what we typically see play out. Uh, Randy, oh, so go ahead. But question from the from a racer's level at that perspective, Jason, would, would well, I used be, to race too, Randy. So. Yeah, I know. You've got four four Manitoba titles, yeah. titles which uh, is equivalent to me being the fastest man in Piedmont. It means okay. nothing. So right. anyway, uh, so these racers that are in the hunt for the championship, Jason, would they kind of be a little more cautious in qualifying, not really worry so much about qualifying times to learn the track, learn the ins and outs, uh, the good lines, bad lines, and where there's some risky sections? Would they do that to make sure they're ready for the, the motos and not worry so much about the, the Oakley bomb? I think they probably went for it once they learned the track. Um, I don't think they really held too much back, but at the same time, I think that they're all – confident enough in their abilities that they don't really care either if they went out there and got seventh in practice right. eh, it's fine right. like it's all going to sort itself out there's no way this yeah. you know whoever this guy that beat me josh grant's going to beat me for 35 minutes that's what i think they think in their head so uh i think we saw we saw the variation in a new track where the guys didn't have it just sorted out and it was normally right away that the fast guys everybody knows the track so the fast guys just pecking order down we saw differences today like who earns a track quicker than others and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so uh, I do think the press day guys had a little bit of an advantage on that end of it, but when you talk about 70 minutes of racing that we have coming up, I don't think it'll play a huge factor. Right. Um, 250s. Randy, Zach Osborne has been, I got some texts this week from guys and talking to people. Like, they're thinking Zach Osborne coming off a podium at Lakewood can win here. He's practice, he was third or fourth, so he was good in practice. I guess he's 
got a lot of laps on his track. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, when you, you come in the entrance way, you see uh, Zach Osborne's name many, many times. For in those the uh, Mega Gun, Top yeah, Gun, whatever. Yeah, the uh, right. Mega Series uh, Top Gun Showdown. Right. Uh, and you see Zach Osborne's name in the 65cc, in the 80cc, Junior Mini, Super Mini. So uh, I think that's definitely going to play in his favor. I think just confidence. Uh, on that level being, you know, he's from Abingdon, Virginia, that's you know, yeah. just close by. Uh, so I think he's got a great chance uh, being on the podium in both uh, both motos. And uh, could I see him winning here? Yes. Uh, JT, interesting. Same format as last week, no break. Uh, we're all live, all four motos. We saw Roxon wither a little bit last week, at least in my opinion he did. And were it's hotter and more humid and although he was fastest in practice by a lot or enough anyways i think he's gonna have a problem i would say that if he had a problem last week with the the heat and the humidity yeah. and the altitude no and, yeah, yeah I, I don't see a huge difference in may the altitude's gonna have an effect but the heat's gonna be I heard it it's gonna be a I factor the today. right exactly right. Yeah, we, we talked to the same person on that one uh or we heard from the same right. person yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, you would think out of the two that Tomac would have more of troubles with the heat, which he has in the past. But He's been weird. Like, uh, Texas got him, Elsinore got him. But then other races, he was fine and strong. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't seem like he's, it's, it's a pattern of where. I, if I was Roxon, I would be a little bit nervous. Okay. Being this hot right. and back-to-back -back again. Right. But we'll see. I mean, um, especially, especially if those guys get – for example, a bad start, or if they have to really, really work hard like the first 100 moto, effort the whole then, yeah. then second moto is going to be uh, more difficult for them. Uh, Cooper Webb, would he have raced here a ton? I would think so, right? Yes, yes. So he Numerous was like times, seventh yeah. in practice, not bad. Yep. Right, right there. He's been pretty impressive. Uh, Randy, if you, you, you're a Carolina guy, you're South Carolina. He's not Correct. Carolina, but Carolina's all the same thing. It's like uh, Canada. Yeah, it's like Canada and Alaska. Right. Yes. Um. <laughs> so Webb, has Webb been impressing you? Uh, yeah, he really has. I think that, uh, you know, just following the first two rounds uh, via television, he, he's definitely stepped up and set the bar very high for other rookies, mm -hmm. as we know. Uh, and I think that uh, as the day wears on, his experience here on this track will, will definitely you be think so? an okay. advantage for him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. As the track, you know, the track's alive. So uh, as it continues track to... Track is alive. Uh, it's yeah. alive. Yeah, so Wigan as it continues, is Muddy Creek. Yeah. He is, uh, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, I think it'll play in his favor later in the day as the as the track changes and uh i think i think he'll do really well here okay um all right pick time podium pick time jt 450s vilpoto dungy barsha okay uh 250s? lights rocks and tomac baggett rocks and oh, so okay no oh, i forgot about osborne uh i got i think it's gonna be rocks uh, and tomac osborne okay. tomac osborne rocks and in 450s, it'll be short, Villapoto, and uh, <laughs> short, Villapoto, and Dungey. All right. What Fair enough. Think? I'm going to go with Zach Osborne. For the win. For the win, yes. I'm going to go uh, with Tomac, second overall, and then Roxon, third overall. Yeah. And that's for 250s. For the 450s, I'm going to go Villapoto, then Dungey, and uh, just by uh, – by fan vote, Mike Brown third overall from Baja, Mexico. <laughs> Via Baja. Via Baja. If, 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 if the, the locals are running the scoring and timing, you may see Mike Brown somehow. Yeah, yeah I think uh, somehow Sam's going to have uh, Brownie scored uh, if, probably 4-2 for a third overall. If, yeah. if Brownie was here, 45 years old, or 145, whatever he is, 
how would he score? And you're honestly with to be serious here. How would he score? I I had somebody tell me he'd be four five, four fourth fourth fifth. I'll say seven eight. Randy. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I think uh, I think he'd go four seven. The okay. only thing I don't think he could beat Kennard or Barsha or Stewart. I don't think he could beat those three. That's why I got him out of the top five. Right. I don't think he can beat those those three. And thirty five. I don't minutes. think he can beat Short or Stewart or Villapoto or Dungey. I mean, he this track is ingrained into his mind. Like he knows everything yeah. about this track, but I still don't think he would beat those three. It would be interesting to blindfold him and see if he could do a lap. Like Mike Jones on a finish line jump yeah. at an intermission. Well, or he could get bag, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he could get Mickey Diamond to help him to make the jumps. I you lost me. You didn't see the the thing on the internet where Mickey Diamond helped the blind guy jump the tabletop? No. <laughs> Maybe look either. at a website other no, than your I own. I think you just dreamt that up. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> what kind of drugs are going on at Michelin? <laughs> um, None. All right. Um, short. It's really narrow. Andrew Short wants to talk about the first turn and how narrow it is. Uh, grab the mic there. Uh, are you Pivotal like our chest protector? Are you worried a little bit about it? Oh, I think the race is going to string out if you don't get a start because everything is so rutted and it's tight in a few mm -hmm. places that if you don't get the start, you're it's going to be a, a lot of work. But also the first turn is it's gnarly. It yeah. narrows really quick. From what I said, from what I've heard, all the locals say that there's quite a few wrecks there, and they were quite surprised they didn't change it for the national. So. Oh, really? Okay. And you're not going to most most starts come from the inside at most of the tracks and here, here it's, it's not the opposite. No. It's you can't like prove that. Outside's not bad. Yeah, where are you going to go? Middle, right? I think in the middle. I think looks... somewhere by the box. Even yeah. the outside's not bad because it looks like the inside's going to jam up, and the outside's going to yeah. flow around. But the one complaint crazy. I have heard from guys, I've talked to three or four guys, is narrow in spots. Yeah, but even Colorado has gotten more narrow. I think you know coming down the hill yeah. it, into the carousel at Colorado was really narrow last week, and it just seems like that's kind of the trend. It, as the tracks develop over the years, they they're not as wide as they used to be. And yeah. this one, I don't. I think because it's a new one, it, it kind of gets overanalyzed. You know, that's the first thing people yeah. notice. But the track is a little narrow. But the the way the track's developing because it was so muddy is there's you know one rut that's funneling into another one, and mm -hmm. it's not like there's multiple lines everywhere. So I think that's what gives it that you know feel. JT said he thinks they should disc it before the motos. Yeah. I mean, no. uh, you know, right after the start, that's probably the one of the widest areas, and there's multiple lines and yeah. ruts, and that'd be super sketchy if they don't if they don't touch that do something right up to the finish line and then leave it. You know, I think the track will develop, and yeah. that's what's going to allow the passing. If it's a freeway, you know, like how I said, the the riders are going to get spread out very quick. It's going to string out and rubber band, and if it's flat and easy, it's going to be hard to pass. So I think if they leave it and it, they allow it to develop, it'd be better for the racers. Do you like this track? Yeah, I think the facility yeah. itself is very impressive. Track. I'm talking about the track. Do you like the track? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, like it's I not the worst national track. It's not the best. No, one definitely it's, not. Okay. I think Barnett did a great job, and I don't know what the you know the track yeah. itself looked like before he came here, but I feel like a lot of the jumps and uh, they use the terrain really well. There's a lot of off cambers, and there's uh -huh. multiple multiple lines, in a sense that, you know, you're gonna be able to pivot under somebody in some places. It's just. The places that are hard is when you're funneling down the hill and three ruts turn into one. You know, I yeah, think yeah. those are the, some of the places that aren't necessarily ideal. But you know, it's right. the same for everybody. Same with the start. You know, maybe if you had some Michelins, I mean, maybe things. <laughs> the would only be thing better. I like about Michelin is their Western Power Sports company. Otherwise, eh. 
Wow, I mean, Team Suzuki in 01 didn't like him either, so it's okay. Oh, come <laughs> on. Sorry, Randy. Uh, Andrew, thank you. I picked you for the win. I picked yeah. you for the win. You're crazy. All right. Um, I'm smoking crack? No, you're, you're not skinny enough for that. Yeah. Um, Randy, sorry about the Michelin dig there. It's quite okay. You're from Canada. It, it was a terrible time in your life, I'm sure. You know, Factory Suzuki. Factory Suzuki winning a 2001 East Coast Supercross Championship with Pastrana and uh, some other numerous wins that year. Jessamine, was Jessamine your deal or no? Was that yeah, Jessamine, Jessamine was our deal. That you was 2003 okay. yeah. on Michelin, yeah. Right. Uh, Langston Outdoors 01 right up until the uh, hub destroyed. Yeah. That was yeah. us yeah. leading the championship. Yeah, Kelly year. Smith, so, High Point. Kelly Smith, High Point. We were so excited about that win that we uh, ran an ad of Matt Walker. Yes. A win Fantastic. ad with Matt Walker. <laughs> that was great. Well, he was number 40 it on a Honda. Compared to 41 on a KTM. Yeah, and both bike, both bikes uh, were brown. Yeah, good point. With the mud. All right. Um, thank you, Randy, for coming on and doing the X-Brand Goggle uh, Muddy Creek pre-race Pulpcast report. Thank you. It's Pulpcast. an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show and all that. And, and like I said, one of the great guys in moto, JT, thanks, bud. Suck it.